boys and ghouls it's your boy brian from halloween is forever uh getting ready for another little motherfucking special mini-sode we got for you riding solo here just for the introduction uh for those of you who um, have been following us on the social medias you know that uh this past weekend on uh, june the 25th we had our first ever live episode at hop farm brewing company during their may queen release party which was a collaboration beer that meg worked on which you'll find out a little bit more about in the episode they had a really sick uh kind of may day themed uh party and allowed us to come in and set up a stage and a screen and do all kind of stuff uh, for our live show, wherein we discussed Ari Aster's Midsommar from 2019, um, along with some other stuff. We played some games. We drank some beers. We, uh, you know, experiment, experimented with drugs and alcohol. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a fucking blast. Just wanted to pop on here for a quick second to say, first of all, Thank you to everyone at Hop Farm Brewing for putting on an awesome event. The place looked incredible. Uh, it was packed. We had an awesome showing. Um, thank you for everyone who came out. It was awesome. The support was overwhelming and just so, so much fun. Just so fun. Just getting weird with all you, you cats out there at Hop Farm last night. If you're listening to this on Monday, the 27th, like I said, this was recorded this past Saturday night at Hop Farm Brewing. We do discuss our showdown, uh, you know, announce our showdown films for uh, next week's episode, which will be our July showdown episode. So listen in for that. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fucking fun. Once again, thanks for everyone who made it happen. Uh, and we're looking forward to doing some some more live shows in the future. It was uh, an absolute blast. So without further ado, uh, here is uh, our live show uh, from Hop Farm. Farm Brewing Company. <laughs> yeah! Hop Farm is sick. We all love Hop Farm Brewing Company. Thank you to Meg. Uh, to yes, please thank me. Specifically Meg. <laughs> For organizing the collaboration brew, yep. mm -hmm. to Hop Farm for hosting it, praise and me. for yep. Pink Boots Society. Praise Pink Boots. Yeah, praise be to Pink Boots. <laughs> hey, listen, hail Satan. <laughs> hail P Pink Boots Society. Yeah. <laughs> for putting this all together for us. Um, and hopefully you guys are digging the beer. If you haven't gotten the beer, the bar is there. That's where you buy the beer. <laughs> there is also vampire teeth up there. <laughs> There is also an eyeball ball full of uh, yummy Halloween spooky goodies up there. Help yourself. We're not saying you need the vampire teeth, but we're saying you need the vampire teeth. We have a we have a game that may or may not involve vampire teeth. Also, we're going to do some fun interactive stuff with all yins if you feel so inclined. <laughs> and then even if you don't, I'm going to say weird things and stare at you till you get involved. I'm still um, calling dibs on Ben. Also, if you hadn't <laughs> noticed when your boy walked out here, you see this some bitch right here. See some bitch in strap? <laughs> this is the champion strap. Hey, I'm hey, like, hey, I I'm actually like, brought you something though. Yeah. We did I did bring you something. What's that? I, I uh, came through on my promise and I bought you a new championship belt. You did bring some championship belts. They are, they are marginally smaller than the than the other championship <laughs> belts, but I did receive in this instance, this is the uh, 
Oh, this is the Lucha Libre champion belt. This is one oh, of the yeah. highest tier belts. This is like the the, uh, the European championship level belt. Um, so for those of you who haven't listened to our podcast before, here's how it goes. This is a live recording. So all of your uh, amusements and, and merrymaking in the background is going to be on the Internet for all to hear um, coming up on this here Monday. We have a podcast. We talk about spooky ooky shit. We talk about horror movies. Yep. We have an episode every Monday that comes up. But also, once a month, we do a little something called our showdown episode where our listeners, our social media followers, they go on and suggest topics. We put it on this random spinny wheel, and then every month we pick uh, three topics, and then our listeners vote on them. We each pick a movie, and then we argue, we yell, we scream, we throw shit at one another, and then we ultimately vote on whose movie reigns supreme for that particular topic, subgenre, or whatever the fucking case there's is. There's lots of elbow drops going There on. is elbow drops. There's jackknife power bombs. Yeah. Meg has been known to suplex a person through a table on occasion. <laughs> I, am, I did grow up near Buffalo, so yeah. we get that. This is how your boy ended up with this some bitch <laughs> strap he's walking, this shoulder candy he's walking around with, all right? So, um, this is what we call a showdown episode, but we do have a couple things to do. We have to announce our flicks for next month's showdown episode. We're going to talk about the beer, and then we're going to get in some fucked up clips from this movie here. So, um, oh, also, if you want to listen to the podcast, just go on any of your podcast platforms, your, your Spotify's and your, your iTunes and whatever the fuck else you use, and search Halloween is Forever. You'll find us on there. Or... At Halloween is Forever on Instagram. We're on the Twitters and the social medias of all varieties. Search Halloween is Forever. You'll find us on there. All right. First thing that we want to do. Do we want to talk about this beer first? Yeah. It feels like that would be appropriate. So I'll, yeah. uh, I'll turn it over to you, Meg. We'll talk about the beer. Cool. Um, I want to also call up. Is Malcolm and Katie around? Katie. Someone tap Katie on the shoulder and wherever Malcolm is, get close. Um, so <clears throat> this is the second year we've done May Queen. Uh, last year, I approached Malcolm about doing a collaboration for uh, Pink Boots' big like uh, annual brew that they do. So um, when we approached the beer, Malcolm suggested us doing some sort of Saison or farmhouse style since that would kind of fit in their lineup. And we had fun and had a great time just kind of like coming up with a concept. And I brought in one of my friends and co-brewers, Shannon, who's not here, unfortunately. Shout out to Shannon. Um, and she kind of helped us develop the name of May Queen once we started bringing in honey and all these other fun things to the table. And us all being huge horror fans, uh, it made super sense just to make this very focused on how can we derive this from the movie Midsummer? So that's where we are today. So this is year two. You guys are all drinking year two of May Queen. And uh, this year we um, chose a different tea. We chose a different honey, but we worked with the same people. And it, it just pretty much became this like conglomerate of like a bunch of really amazing, badass women. And this year we brought in Katie from Covent Brewing Company, who's just down the road. So I, I just, we're, we're going to put her on the spot a little bit and just see like her take on the beer. What up, girl? Hi, I'm Katie from Coven Brewing. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Uh, Give her a round of applause. This was a really fun beer to be a part of because it includes so many cool ingredients. Like, often as a brewer, you don't get to work with necessarily a ton of specialty things, so to have a really beautiful honey and a really interesting tea that you can kind of like blend into this beer and then it was fooder aged was something really neat. Uh, I get on the nose of this like a lot of lemongrass. It's like a kind of like, it's like 
pulpery, but if you smelled it from like far away and like lemongrass <laughs> field. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's got a really nice subtle acidity. Like something I like a lot about brewing with honey is that it usually ferments out and you get this sort of neat like nutty floral character that's not that sweet. Um, so the beer is like really well balanced as this slightly acidic kind of like taking a like lemony sip of a field in the breeze. Yeah. That's how I feel I about that. this. I like it. That's yeah, romantic. I like, it. That's yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Brian's turned on by the beer now. I get officially. horny. I get horny for beer like more than a normal person should. <laughs> yeah, you could like take a you could take a shower in this. I'm a weirdo and I drink I drink the shower. Um, oh yeah, same. There, there are few things on earth more pleasurable than yeah. a shower beer. Uh, well, no. What I'm saying is, like, sometimes I just get thirsty and I, I like just take a little sip of the shower. Oh, you don't get drunk in the shower? Uh, so what on this? I mean, beer, don't shame me in like front of all these people, the please. I know, it's okay. We're all no one's gonna remember this. Um, so, like, this would be a really good beer to shower in, is what I'm saying. I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. I'm actually going to leave here, and I'm just going to, like, pour it all over myself. Yeah. yeah. Just in a, a private, secretive way, but I'm, like, going to say it's a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like it. <laughs> Sometimes I like to sit in the shower. You know, cross-legged, get hammered, cry, whatever. It's I called therapy, the bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called a spa day. <laughs> Treat yourself. For the poor. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I yeah. appreciate it. Let's give her another round of applause, too. Thank you so much, Katie, for being part of it. I love you. Yeah, this beer is killer. This is a beer. What's the ABV on this? 4.8. Yeah, you could drink this forever. I, I think yesterday I did. Yeah, I'm planning on doing that tonight. If anybody needs me at some point this evening, I fully anticipate to be unconscious in the area in or behind this state, this uh, screen over here. So if you need me, I'll be in that uh, vicinity. I think it's called a cooler, and I will also be in there just drinking because it's so fucking. We're gonna mix drugs and alcohol. We have established that. Yeah, that is the the plan for the evening. We're gonna mix drugs and alcohol. We're gonna pass out somewhere backstage. Um, You know, they say lay down with the barrels and wake up with the skeletons. (laughs) (laughs) That is a thing that is consistently said. I have heard that before. Um, first of all, this space is gorgeous. Can we just say thank you to, to Hop Farm for like, look at. Yeah. I'm bringing my, I'm bringing my damn uh, Halloween decorations from home. And then Meg <laughs> sends me a picture. And I was like, holy shit, they dolled this yeah, place up real not pretty. not necessary. So we're really, really excited to be here and have it look so nice. What do we got here? That's the people who did the flowers. Oh, yeah. So the folks who helped us with this uh, and Hop Farm with this beautiful spread here, all these wonderful flowers and the whole kind of May Queen um, vibes that we have going on here. Ceremonial Garden. Right? Round of applause. It's amazing. Holy Please shit. Please take so many photos around. Yes. Their, there are their a lot of them. And tag them. Yeah, tag us at Halloween is Forever and tag <laughs> at ceremonial <laughs> underscore garden. Uh, Christopher. Is Christopher here? Yeah, he's the one who just gave us oh, the Oh, yeah, we, we met earlier. Yeah. Holy shit. You guys did a killer <laughs> Thank job. Thank you so much. It's beautiful. Yeah, it looks incredible. Amazing. Tag Tag both of them in there, us and, and them in there, and we'll share it to all of our followers. Holy shit, yeah. Uh, hire these people for some fucking flower stuff because it's gorgeous. Um, all right. So, as I mentioned, we have this here little showdown situation that we do every single month. 
if for those of you who do listen to the podcast, the topic that was picked for us for July is horror remakes and reimaginings. Yep. Right? Yep. So that opens up to a broad swath of, uh, of, of films out there. They can be shot-for-shot remakes. They can be, you know, loose adaptations. You know, you can go in a lot of different directions. Now, it can be Michael Bay garbage. What's that? It can be Michael Bay garbage. It can be horrific uh, CGI Michael Bay garbage. It can be yeah. whatever the fuck you want it to. So here, so as we do every single month, we are going to announce what our favorite uh, uh, re- horror remake or reimagination is and what we're going to pit up against each other for our July episode. Is anybody feeling froggy? Does anybody want to announce first what theirs is? I think this is one of the first months where I actually came out and was like, guys, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. You ready, Rob? Not, not like last month where I... Uh, didn't know for like for three weeks we had to get you to convince (laughs) what the fuck you were gonna pick yeah 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 for sure yeah so So what are you gonna do okay um i mean are you guys good with your number one like are you guys like good i think okay i feel pretty solid i'm gonna go with cape fear okay the uh martin scorsese remake of cape fear i'm actually pretty good on that one yeah yeah that movie is so fucked and it's a little de niro business yeah i like to to call it de niro business (laughs) okay you guys have all heard me talk about my love for tom savini i think it's equal for robert de niro yeah yeah. i just see that man they're both sexy men jesus yeah he's like but robert de niro is like the uber bad boy yeah yeah. like yeah so uh and in this movie he's all like greased back (laughs) Oh Slick yeah! Back hair, oh, he's sweaty slimy. as fuck. He's so slimy. He looks yeah. like he stinks in a sexy way. <laughs> yeah, like it, that. I mean, the he scene, looks like he's, he's guys. Sti- I have a looks like he stinks like sex. Yeah. yeah, sex and cigars. Yeah, sex and cigars. That's what Tom Savini smells like too in my dreams. <laughs> and leather, fine leather. Fine leather, fine, fine Corinthian leather. Very leather. Fine. All right, that's a good pick. I like that movie a lot. I have that on VHS. It's okay. damaged, but I'll still watch it on VHS. All right, Steve, do you favorite. want me to go? Or do you want to go? Oh, I can go. Okay, what are you going to do? The fly. You oh. son of a bitch. <laughs> Hell David yeah. David Cronenberg. Actually. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. That movie's so good. Did you just watch that last night, Jen? See, now Jen's prepared. <laughs> so you already got you one under already the radar. Of You've already course. checked that box for next month. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I couldn't pick. Oh, shit. What? Oh, I am stupid. No what were you going to pick? Is it, are you going to try to take it back? Yeah. Oh, can I take it back? Can I do a no, take back? wait. Okay. Meg, what do you think? Hold on, let's. Okay. Meg and I have I'll, to converse. Okay. You guys, you guys put, converse. Steve, put your earmuffs on. We're gonna <laughs> converse. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yes, no. I'm gonna go. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you. I'll defer to you. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, okay. We, okay. We're we good. decided we're to be gracious <laughs> on this most special of occasions. Yeah. By the way, this is our year, yeah. our one-year anniversary, Who our annual one-year anniversary <laughs> of the podcast in June. And in the spirit of that, and you being our very lovely friend, Steve, we will let you pick again, but we will hold it against you at a later date. This is my present to you, Steve. And this is my present to you. <laughs> I, I said I picked the fly, but you know what? It just came to my mind that David Cronenberg's first student film was called Crimes of the Future. Oh, oh okay. okay. I'm cool with this. And now to we're going to do that. Okay. okay. Crimes right, of the right. Future 2022. But you're going into it blind, though. Or have you seen Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going okay. all, yeah. All right, yeah. I was going to say, okay, I haven't cool. watched it yet. I, I love I'm David Cronenberg. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to go watch it last Friday, and yeah. then I got stoned and fell asleep. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's great. That's excellent. So we, it'll give me an excuse that I have to go to the theater. Yeah, no, all I'm All right, excited. so Meg's pick, once again. Uh, Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Steve going with... Crimes uh, of the Future. Crimes of the Future. I am going with a little flicky, a remake of a 50s 
sci-fi creature feature classic. I'm going with 1988's The Blob remake. This sounds the very, on brand. Got some blob this is very here. on brand for you. <laughs> Beware of the blob, it creeps. <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're Blob fans, maybe they're just Shawnee Smith's fans. Or just Smith's fans, maybe. Yeah, Shawnee I don't Smith's know. Maybe fans. just big Chuck Russell. Maybe big Kevin Dillon fans. <laughs> Kevin got Dillon? Some Kevin Dillon fans in here? Nobody's a fan of Kevin Dillon. Oh, I fucking love Kevin Dillon. Zero Here's why I like this movie. One. Because Kevin Dillon is like a little ratty white trash asshole in this movie, <laughs> yep. which is what I am, which is why I root for him the whole time. Everyone here who doesn't know you knows that now by looking at your costume. Hold on a second, guys. <laughs> How's that? How's that suit you, some bitch? Kate, how do you feel right now? <laughs> are you, are you okay? Some bitches? <laughs> Thumbs down from the wife. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So we have our picks for July ready to rock and roll. Um, okay. We've done our beersies, right? We've done our flixies yep. for next month. Yep. Uh, on the social media years. Did we yes, promote. We, we promoted yeah. ceremonial gardens. We did. Yep. Go get your flowers done. We yeah. did. Get we, your hot farm beers. Is. We claimed we... Uh, we Guys, let's just jump into this motherfucking film. Yes, let's, let's jump into the it. film. Let's Good idea. So, once again, I will give you one last warning. If you are opposed to strong, gore, violence, disturbing imagery, it's going to be up on that screen here in a damn second. So don't come to me in f- 10 minutes and go, why'd you make me watch that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't personally give a shit. So There's turn a party your in the head. Back too, yeah. that they're there to see for. Yeah, it. just they, turn they your no head. Choice. But we're gonna go through the film Midsommar again, 2019. What is a, what I would consider a modern classic by uh, one of the, you know, young masters of the genre, mm-hmm. Ari Aster, uh, an A24 flick. The same director um, who is responsible for, in my opinion, one of the scariest movies of all time, Hereditary. Yep. Oh, I thought you were going to say there's something wrong with the Johnsons. This, well, that is not necessarily scary. If you've not watched There's Something Very Wrong disturbing. with the Johnsons, something strange about the Johnsons. Something strange about the Johnsons. Uh, Meg yeah. made us watch that for one of our Punishment episodes after she won Punishment the belt one indeed. month. And it is ripe with incest. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and check that one out. In any case, this is not that, but boy, is it still kind of <laughs> fucked up. Um, so we are themed talking about cult horror we're going to talk about this particular cult flick, and then we have a fun little uh, interactive uh, kind of quizzy event that I've put together that Steve and Meg don't know anything about that I have created in my brain that I'm going to inflict upon these two, and we're going to need some audience participation from it. I will remind you, because <laughs> this will make it way more fun. If you have not visited the bar, again, that's also where the fucking beer is. Go up there. Get some of them Dracula teeth. <laughs> I got some damn uh, glow-in-the-dark Dracula teeth up there ben, for you. Where's your Dracula teeth? Grab some teeth, of those. Bro. There's also an eyeball with a bunch of spooky-ooky goodies. Because I already called it. We're spreading the Halloween on, spirit on all fucking are, year long. Are you saying we could be dealing with multiple Draculas? Guys, guys, <laughs> I am saying we might be dealing with a Dracula. Oh no. Um, all right, so. That's going to be after we talk about Midsommar. But we have, what, Steve, like four or five different clips? Yeah, like four or five clips. Yeah, and from just, this film. Just some interesting uh, parts of the movie that we'll talk about. Yeah. And, you know, welcome comments from the audience here. So sure. if you've got anything uh, interesting to say about these, uh, throw them out there as well. But we're going to talk about this here clip. So get ready. We're about to roll clip number one of Midsommar 2019. Danny. Babe. 
you never like when that music happens. Oh, I yeah. love it though. Oh, so I, I love this music. Makes me feel so many things. Yeah, I love the music because it it's both mimicking wailing. Yeah. Yeah. And car horn. Yeah, and I think I got super excited about like learning about who did the score because he did work with this one band that I'm into called The Body, oh, and they do a lot of like really drony, like like very dark type work, and it it just complimented so much. So the protagonist is about to come out with just come up with a horrible discovery. Yeah. This movie, if you've not seen this movie, or Hereditary, they stick with you. Yeah, it's they'll not... Fuck, they'll fuck you straight up. <laughs> it's not for the lighthearted. Well, no. like, I even, like, hearing about Ari Aster talk about this is, like, he's so slow with some of his scenes, mm-hmm. and he, because he wants you to get into it, like, literally oh, they, sit in it and, like, feel everything else. The and I dread think just, is high. Oh, yeah. fuck, man. I mean, he, he draws his movies out, too. Like, the director's cut of this film is three hours. His yeah. next film is supposed to be four hours. Yeah, isn't that the one with Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, it's supposed to be like four hours plus. I love me some Joaquin I'll Phoenix. Be and you pulled scenes probably from the director's cut too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. This oh, no. Is, this is the thing that's going to stick with you. You think about it. Bad news bears, guys. <laughs> yeah, not great. This is not where tar- uh, tailpipes go. Not good, guys. Not good. That's what death looks like, guys. I find this even more disturbing than the theater cut of it because, like, this is definitely Every- longer. My wife's face yeah. in the audience right now. Not <laughs> feeling good about that. This is not what I would call a feel-good beginning to the film. No. And it, 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 it's set up that way because, like, it, you've seen the tapestry that we have. It starts with death. Yeah. Here we go. And just... So, for those of you who have not seen the flick, Danny, the protagonist, has learned that her uh, family is dead. And, uh, I'm just gonna say it. And uh, her boyfriend, Christian, who is, uh, was planning to break up with her pretty much before this happened. <laughs> is now uh, kind of consoling her in this situation. I don't know if you guys got some of the interviews with Ari Aster about like this movie beforehand, but like hearing him talk about when he was writing this, he was going through a crazy fucking breakup, and then like started describing this film as like a horror film of codependency, and I was like, bro, I'm fucking here for this, man, I feel it. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure what's wrong with my brain, that I really appreciate seeing the faces of the people out there going. <laughs> There's like eight people going like this right now. Oh, was you fucked up by a movie? And Did something I, upset you after we warned you it was going to upset you? I oh. tickled pink by that. All right, so that that is a uh, a light little lighthearted jaunt into the beginning of the film. Um, yeah. <laughs> after this, I will assure you, the clips that we're going to go through, they are not as emotionally heavy, but they are a hundred <laughs> times more violent. <laughs> Be prepared for I that. I like the words on that one. We're trying to. <laughs> Fuck yeah. your day up, guys. Yeah. Right. Again, though, I just, I just want to comment on like how important the music is oh, yeah. in that scene, because even if you heard it, 
as like she's on the couch crying with Christian, mm-hmm. yeah. you hear the audio kind of mimic what she's doing. Yeah, it's right. this this long drawn out string mm-hmm. kind of session. And then yep. it even cuts out like she's got that like super bad cry where like, you know, you just lose your breath, you're like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then the audio cuts out. Right. And then it comes right back even yeah. harder with the drums and everything. Yeah, it, yep. yeah it's a again, masterful way to uh, traumatize people. Yeah, right. And it's yeah. not uh, it's not what what do they call it, Steve? When the when the music is supposed to be heard in the movie. So it's uh, the sound is non diegetic, even yeah. though it is mimicking. I was, yeah, it's non diegetic, mm-hmm. but it plays directly into what's happening on screen and right. the emotions you're experiencing, which is yeah. yeah. I mean, it's if this is one of those movies where if you took the sound out, if you took the score out, it would be it would go from a nine or ten out of ten down to like a six. I don't know. Maybe it's even worse to just yeah. sit in everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's actually true. I didn't yeah. think about that. But, but uh, I just feel like even it's how instant the wailing came in as soon as he, I mean, granted, the theatrical like cut mm-hmm. where it's just like instant, you instantly got tense right. when you're watching it too, and then cutting in the music, you're just like, Fuck. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just everything strains all the way through that scene. So right. the next part we're going to get into is uh, from that lovely opening, they, uh, they, they move on to. The actual vacation time yeah. of midsummer. <laughs> so, so Christian, it's not a beach uh, the, vacation, the, guys. What the character? If you've not seen this movie, you will learn to hate. And if you've seen this movie, you already fucking hate Christian. He's the worst. Yes. yes. Christian, the boyfriend. <laughs> yes. I, just see I know. That's. <laughs> that's boo, boo, <laughs> boo, Christian. What a piece of shit that boo guy Christian. is. Guys, he's an actor playing a character. <laughs> the fuck? We anyway. are all here for the vengeance. Anyway. Y'all, Boo like, him. all here for yeah, it. Yeah, Christian, he plays the most hateable asshole in the world. Yes. So, And he does a great job of it. In any case, um, oh, I should probably say right off the bat who, you know, who were kind of the main characters are because in that first clip, you didn't really see very many people. You know, you got that really visceral reaction. But... Um, Florence Pugh, uh, who plays Danny, she's the main character. She's fucking fantastic. Um, Jack Rayner plays Christian. Boo! Fuck that guy. Um, and then we have, uh, and then you'll get introduced to uh, William Jackson Harper, who plays Josh. You'll get introduced to Will Poulter, who plays like the super douchebag comic relief friend Mark. And then you'll get introduced to Wilhelm Plomgren. Which is a fantastic okay. name to say. Who plays Pell? Yeah, yeah I, I, I like him though. Like yeah. in an odd way, it's like I shouldn't I know like you him, do. but I like so him. We should have, so, this, so we should specify, guys. Here, this movie, the the majority, the meat of this movie takes place in Sweden, in this weird crypt, you know, cultish situation in uh, in sweet in r- rural Sweden. Look at this some bitch walking up here like he fucking owns the place. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Um, so highbrow. This is Malcolm, Mr. Malcolm Fraser, who uh, helped out with the collaboration beer as well. Mal- Malcolm um, coming off coming off a serious knee injury, but looking like a million bucks. Right now. Looking slim, looking, looking like trim, looking mean. I look like a million pesos. Yeah, dirtiest, <laughs> dirtiest player in the game here. The nature boy walking up here. So. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, they decide that, uh, you know, Christian was going to break up with Danny before the tragedy happened. And he's planning secretly this excursion into Sweden with his douchebag college buddies. And he doesn't tell Danny about it because he thinks he's going to have broken up with her by the time the, the, the trip comes. 
Obviously, that doesn't happen after the tragedy, so he invites her, and his Swedish friend, Pell, in, uh, embraces the idea of Danny coming and convincing her to it. I just want to say, this is about... This whole movie is about um, cults? untrustworthy Swedish cults. Yeah. I want to hey, okay. um, illustrate, and just for everyone's warning, Meg is alarmingly <laughs> Swedish, as is Meg's sister right here, so just keep your fucking head on a swivel is all I'm trying Watch to do. There's two drinks. of us in the room tonight. Yeah. <laughs> At least two of us. Yeah. And there's two of them, so We're they can come flank you. you. We're gonna they come can at flank you. you from either direction. <laughs> Yeah, that's how cults work, Brian. You. That's how cults two, work. Two become four. Yep. Four become eight. I imagine that two is going to be at least four by the end of the night. Maybe six. <laughs> Got to be careful. I don't love Watch your drinks, going. everybody. Anyway, so now they have went to rural Sweden, and they are kind of uh, trying to ingratiate themselves to the culture. They get in, in kind of invited to this little uh, uh, ritual that they really don't know anything about at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, they know yeah. it's called. No, it's Midsummer. Yeah, they yeah, get yeah. invited but to it. Like <laughs> a nice the cultural Midsummer. Yeah, a nice cultural ritual on top of. So the elder cliff. Yeah, one. the elders in the town. I love have that Have climbed shot too, on top of this beautiful uh, vista here. This this kind of. Uh, did you catch it in the beginning, like when they come above? That was like one of my favorite shots yeah. that they did. It was just like. So they, came, like, out of they have mentioned that they are very serious about the seasons of life. So spring is until you're 18 years old, and then once you hit 72 years old, that's the end of your life. But they don't know what's happening quite yet, but they do see this uh, lovely woman on top of the um, cliff, and something bad's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, she makes eye contact with Danny, our protagonist. That's no good. Yeah, it's never not good. great. And then... Peace out, motherfucker. All right, here we go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone watch. So, this, is what we, this is what we call the Pittsburgh Plunge <laughs> at Kennywood. Ready, boys and girls? Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Because, Jen, because we're fucked up. <laughs> but it's not over because they had yep. another member that also reached the same age. Yeah. And you, you've been following these people as they've done a bunch of different rituals as sure. like they've, they've been taking away from the dinner table. They've right. been lighting candles and saying, this is the hottest and brightest it will ever be. Right. Being that that's about the end. <laughs> but also like leave it to women to kill themselves properly. You know? Well, he did, he did do it. He, she did do it a little more efficiently, but <laughs> she, she's like, I'm out. So, um, <laughs> So these kids, as you might imagine, these two other kids here have been brought along by Pell's uh, brother. brother. Ingmar. Yeah. Right? Ingmar. Ingmar. Ever, what's his name? Ingmar. Ingmar. Yeah, never yeah. trust an Ingmar. That's never rough. trust an Ingmar. That's rough. <laughs> and then this cat comes out, and everyone's like, we're not feeling I too feel great like about this in situation. In this world, it should have been like thought through. Like They know this happens however often it does, yeah. is how do you properly jump off a cliff? Let's be real. Well, yeah. I, like, he just, I, like, jumps. So, well, yeah, so hold on, don't spoil see. it. Yeah, <laughs> don't spoil see. it. People this will dude, see this, what a buffoon he is. This, <laughs> <laughs> this cat here Sorry. takes a little different path. <laughs> yeah. This cat takes a slightly different path. You're about to see here in a second. Yep, that wasn't good. Brian, I actually, when I was trying to figure out what you were going to wear, I yeah. thought maybe you were going to dress as one of these characters and yeah. come out with a big hammer yeah. and make one of us like beat you to death. So he's not doing super good, um, mostly in the legs area. <laughs> yeah. 
He's doing bad in the leg area. So he's got himself a downstairs mix-up. Is what's yeah. going on? <laughs> he got an old-fashioned downstairs mix-up happening yeah. there. Um, so next, this situation uh, is going to come up here. There's a gentleman that's going to come up. I'm going to call him uh, Donkey Kong. He's got the Donkey sure. Kong hammer. <laughs> Well, actually, Brian, actually, he oh, would no. be Jumpman. It would be Jumpman. You're right. Jumpman had the hammer. But he does, in fact, uh, you know, flatten the gentleman's cranial cavity in a pretty serious way, put him out of his misery. Um, but this is their first inclination that something's gone horribly wrong in this here uh, community. So prior to this, they were like, these guys are all right. They're just, they wear white. They're creating this cool utopian, you know, environment. This will be fun. And then, you know, the ritualistic suicide, um, followed by murder, followed by murder. murder, That's going to derail the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's going to put a damper on for pretty much everybody. So that, that really puts a damper on boner summer 2019. (laughs) Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna fuck up Boghag Summer. Uh, yeah. S- sidebar, where ha- are these shirts? Hashtag now? Boghag Summer. Anybody else celebrating hashtag Boghag Summer? Out Is it there? just me? All Is right, a couple me? people. All right. Um, so, any case, question for you guys. Yeah. Did you, when you saw that, and then they stayed and didn't run screaming into the woods? Right. Were you like, that's not that's not how I would react. That's not how I would react either. Yeah. But I would I would be yeah, in the opposite direction of the things that were happening. Right, yeah. I'd just leave. I'm yeah. out of the situation. I wouldn't run because yeah. I'm but also, fat. But I mean, we watched the two leave. characters who tried to do that, and we clearly see they saw the same thing. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I mean, it's like, how do you do with I know. Trauma, you don't want to you know? like, play Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> but I am saying that I would fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, the whole, the whole scene is call, about, like. Call me old-fashioned, <laughs> but I'm, I'm about to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like. Yeah. And that's just you not being open-minded. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just closed-minded. You don't. I'm not. A, I'm not into. You know. I, I, I'm not into the, the the traditional garb. That's really it's yeah, too you're, itchy. You're not tolerant of cults. It's too itchy. <laughs> all right, Steve. What's our next clip? So the next thing that uh, we wanted to talk about was like uh, the further adventures of how this cult is not good. And it's like not really uh, uh, set up in a way yeah. that not is good, guys. Yeah, not, not good. good. Uh, it's not set up in a way that is really in a believable manner. Yeah. Uh, and not in a way that you would trust, because they are led by an oracle. Yes. And the oracle is unclouded. Yes. For this is a great way to to, to introduce introduce that. Yeah. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> First time Guys, Brian and I have ever seen this beer screen. nerd inside <laughs> joke here. Yes, <laughs> but in the oh, middle, sorry. in the middle of this little meme, we have Ruben, who is the oracle of this cult. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, this is the funniest thing about this is the thing Steve's picking is right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems so unpointed. <laughs> so this group, um, they intentionally inbreed so that they can create a uh, a deform you know a deform- an unclouded individual yeah, an individual is- that yes. is unclouded by you know rational thought 
that then scribbles on pieces of paper, and then that becomes their sacred text. Yeah, the Bible is finger paints. Yes, so their Bible is... It seems on point yeah. all across the board. I feel like yes. 10 out of 10, uh, yeah. I'm there. Half of the pages in their sacred text, which we come to find, is um, blank. Right. And it is filled in by the mad scribblings of this inbred uh, child. <laughs> child that yeah. is in the middle. Um, which they have seated at this spot that looks like clouds, like it's this you know divine type of situation. Yeah, he's he's he gets to have a fun time doing his finger paints while yeah. everybody else is killed and sacrificed <laughs> yeah, yeah, around yeah. him. I mean it's a pretty sweet existence to be honest right. with you. You just sit on a cloud and he finger paint, like that's pretty sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dude, he also got to see those people bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's Ruben has a good life. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a he's got a specific life. He's got a specific life, but it's a His good name's life. Ruben, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and not like the delicious sandwich no. with Russian dressing and sauerkraut. No. Kind of. He's no. kind of, he might be a metaphorical Ruben. He does sandwich. have the hair of sauerkraut <laughs> though. <laughs> Meg, please explain what that metaphor might be. No, there's definitely more to it besides, like, he's just an it thing that I would just, like, be like, yeah, I'm just going to eat this. Like, I don't even think about it. <laughs> I didn't I think it through. That's why I called you out. Um, I appreciate that. I didn't think it through. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, what do we got next? Moving on. We d- I like the barley wine. We didn't talk about the barley wine. Yeah, the barley wine. That, so the barley wine is represented by Mark the Fool, yeah. who the we fool. brought up as, like, he's just the douchebag yeah. of yeah. the group. And, like, he winds up getting skinned. And ba- basically, that's what you look like after a barley wine drunk anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 Made sense to me in the meme. He ends up getting stuffed like a, like a scarecrow. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Made sense when I was making it. <laughs> So the next thing I, we wanted to talk about is uh, th- this concept of Ari Aster likes to show and not tell a lot, right. Right. which is what makes him a really, really great filmmaker. And what's hey coming? Guys, up? What's with the bear? What's with the bear? Are we just going to ignore it? Yep. Exactly. That's well, Pell's brother there, by the way. Yeah, that's Pell's brother Igmar leading his more or less victims. But what you get here is a tapestry that tells a story yeah, and it lays everything out straight away that, you know, this is how a love potion is made in their uh, culture, yeah. which includes cutting off pubic hair and perioding into, <laughs> <laughs> into a, a verb, glass. ladies and gentlemen. It's a verb now, yeah. perioding. <laughs> and then they get married and, and, and next married. comes, and and next comes whoever with the baby carriage. Exactly. Yeah. But, you see all that just laid out in that tapestry is just yeah. like a transitionary scene. Later, you come to this scene at a dinner uh, that everybody is sharing in. You, you see a lot of these throughout the film. Yeah. But in uh, eventually in frame, you'll see Christian's drink. This is Christian, boo Christian. Yeah, fuck Christian, boo. Yeah, boo Christian. Definitely not a Cicerone boo, because he would have called that shit. out. Who brought the tomatoes? Like, why is no one just, like, throwing shit at the don't, screen? <laughs> don't tomato the screen. That's not cool. Brian, you would have called out that color change. You would have called it out. What, I know. that? What, yeah, what? with, like, with having, like, an off color. Like, you would have called it out. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he's just no sis around over here. So as you see here, so Christian is about to enjoy this uh, ceremonial pie. Yep, the pubic pie. That he pubic has been pie. gifted. What a gift. Yeah. And as you can see, the drink in front of him is differently colored. Yes. 20 bucks says, though, all the Hayes boys like, would take the fuck out of yes. this. Yes. Yes. So that, right there, that, that cup, see what's in that cup? 
$24.99 a four-pack. Four-pack, yeah. Right there. But you Is can that see that it's differently colored from the other ones, and that's how you get that link from the tapestry you were shown right. earlier. You're never shown uh, the girl Maya, who is kind of this She's girl. a suitor, if you will, yeah. of him, yeah. Yeah, she's infatuated with Christian. You never see her do anything to the food or the drink. You just see... You see that guy, though. You mean, yeah, that everything. Guy. She's kind of always around, like, even with the pie, bringing it to the place. Mm-hmm. So your mind gets to create the reality. Like, we know we saw that, and now we get to experience right. that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you see, and this happens a couple other times throughout... I wanted to bring this one up. Uh, spoiler alert. This is the end of Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is found in, in, in a uh, is found in a garden. Yeah. But the the lead up to that is you have uh, one of their sacrificial blessings. You see that they throw meat in with their grain as a sacrifice to help grow their uh, grow their land. Yep. Yep. Prosperity you, sacrifice, if right. you will. And then that's what happened. That happens to Josh. This is part of the director's cut. You don't see that in... Oh, I've not seen this. Yeah. So there's a scene after uh, the the old folks go cliff diving. Yeah. There's this scene, which is a almost sacrifice, but it's like a passion play in a way. They just act it out. Oh, okay. I saw a couple like uh, like clips that, from the director's cut that got like pulled, and mm-hmm. I kind of think it was a smart decision because I think there's this continuity with like having so much daylight that if you would have put that in there, it I think it would have only been appreciated by people who might have like paid attention to all the right. things later on. Yeah, and the, there's so little nighttime, and all the nighttime occurs. You know, in the theatrical cut, all the nighttime occurs right. during Danny's uh, problem with her parents and sister. Sure. So, yeah, it, it does yeah. set it off by including this. But, yeah, they have this uh, kind of mock sacrifice, yeah. and young boar uh, volunteers themselves as, like, a tree. You know? I see. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, that later in the sense. film, though, Connie, who was the partner of Simon, yep. she, that's her fate. Oh, and okay. so in the theatrical cut, and you never cut, see that in the in the theatrical cut, right? Right. Which is the only one I've seen. So. so yeah, it doesn't make sense in the theatrical cut, but in the director's cut, again, it's kind of a masterful thing of seeing. Oh, we got this whole scene. Yeah. But now later, Connie is dressed up just like that. I see. Okay, yeah. that's great. And then another final fate for some of the. Oh no! Mar- I had some people want to talk about this too. This is a. I our, mean, it's a great shot. Our boy Mark. General. I mean, you see his. You see his dingus. No, that's it's, Simon. Or Simon. I mean, yeah, yeah. you see his dingus. It's a whole thing. <laughs> his ding dong's out. His lungs is out. Yeah. Those ain't supposed to be out. No. He's ding got dong can be out, out sometimes. See. So but, he was the victim of what they call a blood eagle. Right. Which is a punishment on account of he peed on the ceremonial tree. No, no, that was no, Mark that again. Was Mark. Oh, Mark did it. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Mark? Did oh, you Mark watch got the stuff. Movie, bro? Mark got. St- I get all the douchebags mixed up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mark got stuffed with hay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No, Simon so- was the boyfriend. Of yeah. The people from yeah. Okay, so Simon didn't do anything to deserve this. No. He no. Didn't. I mean, <laughs> he did get mad when they jumped off the cliff. I like how they got might mad. Might be a question there. Like someone might. I guess there are a few characters. <laughs> yeah. But the, the whole point of this was. That, like, just to reinforce the fact that the cults were always going to kill everyone who wasn't Danny. Yeah. Yep. So, like, it's just, it didn't matter what Simon did or Connie did, how... They were all there to be sacrificed. Right, yeah. Yep. So, it, like, it made sense Mark was killed because he peed on the ancestors. Yeah. It made sense Josh was killed. He tried to steal Ruben's uh, paint-by-numbers book. Yeah, yeah. But 
you know, you see these other fates and you go, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They were, it was just always going to happen. Sure. Uh, I will say, though, I'm not calling this a blood eagle. Yeah. It's a blood chicken. Look at all those chickens. All those chickens. That's fair. That's all those chickens. That's all right. fair. Look at all the, the consensus at, has look decided at all it is these a blood chicken. Chickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. What do we got next? It's time, it's time for your quiz, Brian. Oh, we're ready for a quiz? Yeah, yeah, we're All ready right. for a quiz. All right. So here's how this is going to work, and I'm going to take this here mic with me. We're going to do a little quizzy game. All right. So, is anybody else hot? I am sweating. Okay, because I'm wearing balls, a goddamn dude. furry like, Garfield I costume. Do not want to so have Shut up. Right <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to play a little game called Real or Real. <laughs> one spelled with an EE, one spelled with an EA. All right, guys. So, you get it? You get it? So, here's what we're going to do. Steve and Meg don't know these questions. They don't actually even know what I'm going to do here. So, Steve and Meg are each going to pick a member of the audience to partner with them. Oh. Okay? So, you're going to pick a member of the audience to partner with you. Then, this is uh, a little quiz situation where I'm going to read a list of scenarios almost... Plot synopses, if you will. These plot synopses are either part of a uh, real, live cult situation that happened in the world, or they are from a movie that has, you know, some sort of cult storyline to it. Okay? Meg can't pick her sister. Her I sister know, just started rubbing her hands, and that just tells no, me way too much. She's way too ready. I would say there. no blood I relatives. I already called Tim's on Ben. No, no blood relatives. Ben? Yeah, Ben, you can pick Ben. I do. The Tobin actually might be pretty <laughs> good. But all I'm saying is we have 10 questions, all right? All right, maybe the I The winner, so here's also the rules are. You have to pick real. Is it R-E-E-L real or R-E-A-L real? Okay. So I'm going to say, is it real or real? And you say, it's real. And then you say whether it's an E or an A, all right? Then... You're gonna, whoever wins, whoever gets the most points wins. I have a whole series of really sought after collector's <laughs> edition DVDs here for you guys. Just to entice you some bitches, here I'm gonna explain what we have here for you. We have a little film, I don't know if you've seen it before, it's called Deep Shock, it's a classic. <laughs> We've got Curse of the Komodo. I think it's a killer Komodo dragon flick, guys. <laughs> but it's the bigger. tagline is, it's hungry. <laughs> I bet it's going to eat people. I'm a little hungry. We have a David DeCanto film, Leeches. <laughs> he actually swapped We've got Hallow's End, classic porno. of the genre. We all know that one. And we've got a personal favorite of mine, Tarantulas, colon, The Deadly Cargo. The tagline, Terror has eight legs, like a spider. <laughs> Oh, one more, sorry. This is actually an okay film, subhuman. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep that one for myself. All right, so the fun part of this too is the folks who come up and help Meg and Steve are gonna be their conduits to the audience. And you can yell answers, Price is Right style at them, either the right answer or the wrong answer, depending on who you're rooting for. But this is where I anticipated everyone having Dracula fangs in because I thought that would be very funny to hear a bunch of people trying to yell with Dracula fangs. <laughs> if you have not gotten that far, shame on you, but Ooh. we will press on. All right, so 
Meg and Steve, pick your your partners in this showdown. Do we? Wait, you are said we going to change these? My sister. What's that? I said no sister. I was going to say, do we change these partners? No. Oh, okay. You're stuck with the partners forever. Okay. All right. Then, uh, you know, Mike, the Pittsburgh beer douche, you shouldn't have been just sitting across from me. That's just way too easy in my sight line. I'm lazy. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're Steve's partner. Okay, wait. Am I? I think yeah. Joe and I should be really good for this topic. What's that? I think my sister would be really good for this topic. I'm, I'm sure she would. So yeah. I'm not, if I'm, am I allowed to use her? No. No. Okay, you can't ben, pick ben, blood relatives. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben's going to be Meg's partner. So, once yeah. again, so one other element of this that I should. So, who's going to be our official? Would you be our official scorekeeper? Okay. So, Meg's sister's going to be our official scorekeeper. Here's how it goes All right. If you get the real or real question right, you get a point. If you get it right, and you can either name the film. Or you can name the real life cult or cult leader. Oh. Then you also get a bonus point. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're gonna do the old uh, number between one and five thing in six. No, nope. <laughs> you've lost. Meg, go first. Uh, All right. So <laughs> okay, I'm go first. Steve picked a number outside five, <laughs> so he loses. Okay. I win. All right. Now, are you ready? And yep. and and Ben, are you ready for this? Okay. Yep. In 1987, a Japanese doomsday cult and its followers of the supreme truth plotted to incite the end of days by attacking Tokyo's subway system with a deadly nerve agent. Would you like to hear it again? No. Okay. I, <laughs> I listened. I actually was an active listener there. <laughs> okay. So you can rely on Ben. Ben's allowed to talk to the audience. Ben, Ben, I'm thinking, like, I think it's real. The question is, is it real or real? I think, I do think it's real. Like, R-E-A-L. I do think... So you tell Meg, because Meg me. is going to deliver the final answer. Bud. That's what I thought. Okay, okay. You're coming at me. All right, what's All right, your cool. final answer? Uh, real as in real, real. R-E-A-L. A-L. R-E-A-L. Okay, okay. That is correct. Yeah! All Do right. we have a guess for the name of the no. cult can, can or cult I, leader? Can I? Can I? Can I? Nope, no can opportunity to steal, unfortunately. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Any suggestions from the crowd? An opportunity to steal. Bashline, tell Mike. Tell. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're just no. yelling. We're just yelling no. wrestling things now. Boo. All right. Any guesses? No. Okay. That is Om Shinrikyo. Damn it. Thank you. The cult. Yeah, the cult, the cult yeah, of Om Shinrikyo. Yeah. yeah. The. No. Oh uh, no. He wanted the cult. Cult. Oh, yeah, the call on Shinrikyo. Okay, one point for Meg. All right, Steve, well done, well done. Thank you, Ben. All right, number two. In the 1960s and 70s, a group of pagan cultists attempted to found a, quote, utopian community on a semi-isolated island off the coast of Scotland. Among an undetermined number of untold atrocities, the group is accused of ritualistically murdering a young girl 
during a May Day celebration? Uh, real or real? Uh, uh, Tobin, don't a fucking Scottish help. island? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which real? <laughs> Mike, he's just over there going, it's real, it's real. It's real. <laughs> It's a movie? You think it's a movie? Zay, you can help Mike. Stop! <laughs> You're on my team, remember? We're Tob- Swedish. Tobin, we're, help Mike. We're blood. <laughs> Final answer, Steve. Real um, or real? I'm gonna go that it is real film. That is correct. It is a film. Yes. Now, Traitor. do you have the name of said film? <laughs> That's not The Wicker Man, is it? It is, in fact, The Wicker Man from 1973. Well done. Two points for Steve. Wicker Man from 1973. Remade by the great, starring Nicholas the Cage. great Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Hail Cage. Satan and Nicolas Cage. Um, okay, Meg, number three. The Children of the New Dawn were ultimately held responsible for a murder or for, I'm sorry, for a number of cult-related assaults and murders in southeastern California in 1983, including that of a young woman whose remains were found burned near her home. Real or real? I'm going to go with Ben's <laughs> just going. <laughs> He's the only one who has teeth He's the only as one well. Where, hey, hey, Mike, I where's your it. teeth? Where's your fucking teeth, bro? Get your goddamn Dracula okay, teeth in, uh, Mike. I'm going to go with film. Is it real or real? It's R-E-E-L. Okay. That is correct. Okay. I... I don't know. Is this like (laughs) Children of the Corn? That is an excellent guess. Unfortunately, it is incorrect. The film is 2018 Mandy. Oh! That's But see how I made it sound like it was a real thing, but it's actually what happened Mandy? (laughs) Made it sound jazzy, like it actually happened. I made it it sound... All right, so one point for Meg on that one. Okay, Steve, you are up. Uh Uh-huh. In 1975, a number of religious fanatics led by a charismatic preacher, Isaac Croner, were uh, responsible for a short-lived siege on the rural town of Gatlin, Nebraska. Which real? <laughs> I love that. Every time he goes, I think it's real. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Isaac is uh, the name? Isaac Croner. Oh, is okay. Po- I mean, you say whatever you want, Mike. Yeah. Just say it's real. Just say it's real again. It's real. Which one? It's a real film. It's a real film, correct? Yeah, it's Children of the Corn. It is Children of the Corn. You're right. Well done. Fuck you. Isaac Hello, was the giveaway there. Isaac in Nebraska. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, oh. Meg, chance to come back here. A Southern think... California sex cult, the sauciest kind, <laughs> whose yeah. member con- whose members consisted largely of wealthy upper class socialites and social and local civic leaders were ultimately held responsible for a a number of class-related ritualistic murders in the mid-1980s. I'll read that again. A Southern California sex cult whose members consisted largely of wealthy upper-class socialites and local civic leaders were ultimately held responsible for a number of class-related ritualistic murders in the mid-1980s. Real or real? 
Ben. Okay, I'm going to go with R-E-A-L, real. That is incorrect, unfortunately. What the fuck, team? (laughs) That is right there, boys and ghouls. That is the film Society. Man. The The shunting. The shunting. I see who Adam's helping (laughs) you. The shunting. 1989, shunting occurred, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) If you've not seen Society, go home tonight. Do yourself a favor. Make a little mimosa. (laughs) <laughs> Light a candle. <laughs> Take in some shunting. Get prepared for butt dad. <laughs> yeah, butt dad. All right. Wait. Yeah. Okay, next. This New York-based cult was responsible for a wide range of crimes, including sex trafficking, aggravated assault, and slavery. In ni- in The 20- New York City Police. In t- <laughs> <laughs> got him! Fucking got him! Damn I'm so good! <laughs> Alright, in 2019, the cult's leader, Keith Rainier, was sentenced to 120 years in prison. Yeah, that's, a, that's an AL real. That is correct. Yeah. What's the name of the cult? We've already mentioned the cult leader's name. What's the name of the cult? Um... Shit. That's not, that's not Nexium, but... It is Nexium. Oh, okay. It is Nexium. Yep. Oh, okay. Do I have any That was what you were thinking about in Southern California. <laughs> They're actually from New York. These were was from Sarasota, New York. Beautiful Sarasota, New York, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Okay, here we go. Next one uh, for Meg. Do I have any chance to come back at this point? I think, it, yeah, you're still Wait, in the many? game. I think you're, you're not statistically eliminated. Okay, here we go. In 1994, <laughs> chim, 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 chim. in 1994, the members of this religious cult were accused of the ritualistic murder of a local television news staffer and the capture, torture, and brainwashing of, of journalist Holly Marciano. I think I'm gonna I'm thinking I'm gonna default to Ben over here and say it's a film. It's a what? A film. It is in fact a film. Okay. <laughs> ask, ask the audience. Does anyone know? I think someone over there knows. Somebody knows. I think he knows. Oh hell rocks back. I didn't know that one. <laughs> VHS. VHS 94, well yeah, done. Hail Ratma. <laughs> Hail Ratma, ladies and gentlemen. Well done, well done. That's how you use the audience right there, Meg. Yeah. All right. Here for it. In 2011, a totalitarian cult leader and self proclaimed prophet of God is ultimately, respons- er, uh, ultimately killed after being held responsible for several cult-related murders, as well as numerous instances of abuse in rural Canada. I'll read that again. In 2011, a totalitarian cult leader and self-proclaimed prophet of God is ultimately killed after being held responsible for several cult-related murders, as well as numerous instances of abuse in rural Canada. Gotcha. Thanks. That joke's never gonna get old for me. I mean, that's the whole. That's the whole <laughs> that's the game. Joke. Yeah. It's that joke. Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, 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 in Canada, who has who has cults in Canada? Like, 
Uh, like the only cult I can think of is just like Letterkenny fans. <laughs> is what? Letterkenny fans. Letterkenny fans. <laughs> yeah. Tim Hortons. Yeah, I would definitely. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, Hortons, Hortons okay. for sure. Ten out yeah. of ten. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with real film. Unfortunately, that is a real life cult. I didn't hear real life. <laughs> That's because he the Dracula has teeth. vampire teeth in. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. Hey, Befouled gotcha, by the Dracula gotcha. thief. That is uh, the story of one Mr. Rock Terrio, oh, yeah. leader of the Ant Hill Kids. Uh, That's fucked up story. That. That is a fuck, Real bastard, that guy. Yeah, he's bad. Okay, he's bad two dude. more. This is going back to Meg. In 1982, Connecticut, a small group of occultists murder a local college student before drugging, abducting, and assaulting her friend who ultimately survives a gunshot wound to the head. <laughs> it's like turn and stare at my sister. What are you thinking? I think it's film. Are we going with film here? Are we going with, are we going with that? You've got okay, mail right. is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, film. It is a film. That's right. one point. What is the name Ma'am, of said film? Ma'am, help me catch the fuck up here. <laughs> Kate wants to help. House of the Devil. House of the Devil is correct. <laughs> the audience assist. Well done. Well done. House of the Devil, 2009. Love you, Kate. Uh, Ty West. Ty West film. Um, okay. What's the score? Let's get a check-in on the score. Ty ball fuck. game, boys and girls. Going into number 10. Steve's got to get this or else I got to come up with another question. (laughs) Okay. From the late 1970s to the early 1990s, the leader of this Texas spiritualist cult is said to have been responsible for the deaths of multiple members of her organization, including two of her husbands. Oh, shit. You said you were talking Texas, and I started thinking Waco. Ooh. Uh, uh, uh. Da, na, 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 I'm, na, na, na. I'm real life. Hearing some real life. I'm gonna give it a real life, Brian. That is real life. Yeah. Now you've won. Steve, congratulations. Would you like to Ch- guess Ch- who Ch- it Ch- is? Out of Texas, and it's not. The Branch Davidians. It's a little bit lesser known. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't know this it. Is, this is Terry Hoffman. She was in charge of the Consciousness Development of Mind, Body, and Soul, a.k.a. the Texas Hypno Cult. Cool. Great. Mid. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, Mid. Steve, congratulations. You've done it. Jim, 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 Jim. So... Because I am a kind and just man, you each get to pick from this series of gorgeous DVDs. You've got Deep Shot. You've got Curse of the Komodo. You've got Leeches. That's a a David DeCanto film. Yeah. You help yourself. You guys get first pick. Mike gets first, then Ben, then you hand it over to these assholes. All right. Anything else? What else do we need? That's it. We, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty wrapped up. We got one more thing that has uh, oh, been yes. requested of us. Yes. Oh, so this has no. been inflicted upon us, and this is how we're going to close out the show. Uh, I think 
was it Ben who came? It, it was Ben or Jen. They yeah. both, I believe, they both sent it to us. But uh, yeah, just a little setup. Uh, they they discovered something on the internet. And uh, is anybody familiar with the McSweeney's website? <laughs> McSweeney's. It's good comedian, uh, you know, comedic writings on there. Uh, but Ben and Jen, they discovered what was called Yinzerotica that was written by Lauren Spinabelli. And they, they, they requested that we close out the show with a couple readings. And uh, obviously, because Brian and I are known for our Yinzer accents, we'll go last. But Meg... No! No, this is not how this works. Meg's I had to go try in the middle. Her accent. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even have a chance. I didn't, I didn't prack you guys. Right. That's, that's, right. You knew that was going to happen. You knew that I wasn't. <laughs> All right. So we have each selected our personal favorite Yin's erotica uh, uh, excerpt, and we are going to perform them. Okay. In uh, in our Yinzer accents, if at all possible. All right, Meg, you're going to go first. Mate, you guys. Oh, you guys chose the one I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with, wait, where did I see it? Uh, uh, yeah, this is the one I liked the most. Uh, get ready to get real horny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am, oh, God. You want me to go first? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no context for this in any way, shape, or form, but the moment I saw Just it, I was like, the it next out. person it's I so good. with is, I'm going to say this, I'm like, are you a little dirty jagoff? She teased. <laughs> Wrap it up. Finish it up. <laughs> Let's go. These people are trying to get horny. I know. <laughs> you're, you're really you stifling everyone's horniness. This is not going to end well. Everybody is soft and dry. Let's go. <laughs> Who's my dirty little jacket? <laughs> All right, compose yourself. Let me get mine going here. Ready? This is, here's my selection. As they were kissing, she slid her hands down his torso, reaching for his belt buckle. After undoing it, she unbuttoned his jeans and slowly slid his zipper down. Uh-oh, he sighed into her ear in mock horror. Kenny Woods opened. It's not it. Are you, are, you, are you composed? Do you want to try again? No, I was done. I was okay, done. Okay, Meg's just done. All right. I, I, did, the, I did the one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did okay, though, the first one. You, you got the Jagoff in. I did, I did get the Jagoff. I mean, that's, <laughs> you got the jag-off. You're my that's, dirty little that's the jag-off. most important part is saying Jagoff. He's my fucking dirty little Jagoff. All right. <clears throat> a reading. <laughs> G- yet she asked? No, Jew. Her date, this girl from the Squirrel Hill she met in a line at John Eagle, responded slyly, No. They went down on each other for the rest of the night, then went to Pamela's for breakfast the next morning. But not the one in the strip district. That's always packed. (laughs) Round of applause. That's great. That's beautiful. Pure sex, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, with that tasty little bit of uh, inspiration to send everybody home with, thank you guys for coming out, for hanging out with us, doing a live show with us. It was a lot of fun. 
thank you once again to Hop Farm uh, for putting on an awesome uh, party here tonight and making the place look incredible. Yep. As always, for the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm going down to Pamela's, but not the one I stripped in. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Bye. everyone. Good night.